Hi guys, welcome to the Jillian Kane Connection Show and I'm your host Jillian Kane. I'm a spiritual therapist, a psychic development coach and an intuitive healer. And on this show we speak about everything from spirituality, sexuality, conscious business, relationships and everything in between. I definitely see myself and the work that I do as being a student of the soul. Like everything that I do with myself and with my clients is all relating to the soul and our experience on this earth, in this life, and as a multidimensional soul because it is so interlinked. And I find it so fascinating that all of the experiences that we have in this lifetime and many others, how they all impact us currently, how every single experience in our life has shaped us in some way for greater evolution and greater learning. And that's what I love to help my clients do is to understand themselves and connect to themselves at the deepest, most profound level so they can truly move past any of the negative experiences that they've had so they can heal and really start to step into their authentic self and to live their own unique purpose because every experience that we have in each lifetime is all for a unique purpose because we are all here to share our magic. We are all here to be a beacon of light for each other and for humanity and for the world. And this is what I love to do with my clients. And because this is the first episode of my podcast, I I wanted to, for those of you that don't know me, and, and even for those that do, I wanted to introduce myself and talk a little bit about my own personal spiritual journey and how I got here (laughs) into doing this type of work full-time because perhaps you will understand or align with certain parts of it and ultimately it's just an opportunity for you to for you to get to know me more so hmm where to start I guess as a child I was always very sensitive to energy and and people and I could feel emotions and I could feel the energy of things of course when I was a kid I didn't know that's what it was but now I have a deep understanding that I was a highly intuitive and highly sensitive child and was pretty much overwhelmed with a lot of I guess the energies and intentions and feelings of everyone around me and that actually led me to being uh becoming very shy I was actually described in many a school report in my primary school as painfully shy very intelligent excelled at art but painfully shy and I remember from such a young age always being fascinated by one of my grandparents' houses, who um, my grand had passed when I was four, so very young, but my granddad had continued to keep their room 
as it always was and he moved into one of the other rooms so anytime that my parents would take me to go visit they would be downstairs chatting and I would run upstairs into my grand and granddad's old room because it would still have all of their stuff all of my grand's perfumes their war paraphernalia everything that had a history and age and a story and I remember going into this room and just picking up things and touching things and feeling the energy and just knowing at some level the deep rich history and just feeling connected to my gran who I I really couldn't I couldn't remember ever meeting because she passed when I was four and I just felt this deep sense of something bigger than myself whenever I went into their room and yeah touched all of their their belongings and again from from such a young age I remember maybe every few years just having this like millisecond of feeling um mostly when I was at the bottom of my stairs in my house again just that there was something it was it was so subtle but it was a millisecond of feeling like there was just something bigger than myself there was something just bigger than I could have even imagined and it was just this yeah there's just unusual feeling of support and love and just honestly something that I'd never really felt before and I remember that I used to have a photograph of my gran on my windowsill in my bedroom when I was a little bit older and I would always just look out of my bedroom window and again just have this like feeling (laughs) so it's I was feeling my gran who had obviously passed on her energy her love um I didn't know it again at the time but now I know that it was me picking up uh her energy when I was growing up and feeling that she was actually all around me even though I I didn't really know her and then I guess I moved into I guess kind of school like school days and I had when I was younger a few things happened to me that were I guess quite traumatic or negative and unwanted experiences I was actually nearly kidnapped when I was in Spain, um, got I got lost when I was in Spain another time, and I had um, an experience that really shook and frightened and confused me. So all of this happening probably like hmm, under the age of like eleven, I would say. So a lot like from like four till eight, predominantly were these main big pieces of shock. I actually began to shut down my feelings because I was feeling the intentions of the people that were involved in these negative experiences, the people that wanted to harm me in some way. And because I was so intuitive as a kid, I would feel their intentions and it didn't feel good for me, obviously, as you can imagine. So I learned to just close down my feelings and I learned to close down my voice. I closed down my intuition and ultimately I closed down my psychic gifts. And at primary school, my school reports basically consisted of the same thing every single year, which was Jillian is painfully shy, but very intelligent and excels within art. 
So I still had my creativity because that was an outlet for me. And I really threw myself into school and being intelligent and trying to figure everything out with my mind and logic and intellect. And that's why I, I, I did excel at school. I was pretty good at everything at school. And where I really felt safe in myself and felt free was I used to horse ride. So when I was in the country and I was riding my horses and I felt completely free, I felt completely understood. And of course, horses are extremely intuitive animals. And I don't think I'd ever felt that level of safety and freedom than I had when I was around horses. Uh, again, just animals made me feel so, so um, myself. And I never really had any animals growing up because my, my mom was scared of them. <laughs> so I used to go around to my friends' houses and, you know, love to feed their dogs or take their dogs for walks or, you know, just play with their cats because I never really had that option apart from when I went to the horse riding and every summer I would basically be at the horses every single day and I then learned to become a riding instructor again whilst I was still a kid and yeah I, I spent many many years as my sanctuary around the horses so I find that again if you are a very intuitive kid or you're an intuitive person you can feel very at home around animals and obviously now <laughs> I feel very at home with animals because I have my own as an adult <laughs> and from there I guess you know going through school and going through high school you know I just was doing my thing and I guess probably the age of 16 17 because I had suppressed myself I'd suppressed my emotions so much I didn't want to feel everyone's stuff I actually started developing some physical ailments so around 16 17 when I was like at the latter end of of high school before I was going to uni I actually ended up being off school quite a lot and nobody could understand what was happening to me my mom took me to doctors to Cairo to all these different medical places and nobody had an answer for what was going on with me and I would have throat issues every single year I would have tonsillitis glandular fever and to the point where they wanted to take my tonsils out but I actually didn't want them to do that I refused like something in me just made me know that I it wasn't my tonsils I didn't want to take them out I had insomnia I had huge sleep issues I ended up going to a sleep school or like a sleep clinic um I would like sleep all day and then I would be awake at night um and then I would go to sleep before everyone else woke up it was yeah there was a lot of stuff there I had um my back was extremely tight and contracted and I went to the Cairo I think they had said that I was the youngest person with such severe back issues than they'd ever seen so when we are not able to express our truth when we go through any kind of emotional issues or trauma that we're not able to fully work through and feel supported in then it can manifest itself in a physical ailment and for me because of the things that happened to me and for me shutting down my own voice and intuition and and sense of feeling I was holding a lot of grief and abandonment and heartbreak and a disconnection to my body and a disconnection to myself and that manifested manifested in backache which was right behind my heart 
I manifested throat issues because I was suppressing my voice. Um, I had a lot of gut issues as well, which is around fear and worry. So there was a lot of things that were showing up in me that, again, were just, I know now to be emotional, but nobody else had any answers for me at that time because they just had no idea. And of course, you know, as we're a kid, we are, we're wired for love, connection and belonging. And I honestly didn't feel any of that around my family. And look, I love my family now you know, now, and we have a great relationship, my parents, but, and they did the best that they could given their own experiences. But through the experiences that I had, I really felt completely shut down. And that manifested, as I said, with all of these, these physical ailments. So that was like the latter end of high school. Anyway, I managed to kind of get myself out of it in some way. And I think it was the thought of me leaving and going away to uni was able to kind of pull me through any of the illnesses that I had. And I was able to pass all of my exams with flying colors. I have no idea how I did that, but I did. And then I went to study English literature at university. So I moved out, went to university, and I studied English literature that had history, politics, American literature in it as well. I I was I wanted to study art but then there was part of me that was like look there are so many amazing artists out there better than I am and at least with English literature there's although it isn't vocational there's potential to make more money out of that in some way by using the skills that I'll probably learn within research within writing within um within words and you know Again, I'm a very creative person. So art, words, you know, it all falls into that kind of creative category. And throughout, everything was going great <laughs> at uni until I was 19. And every year, so I was still in Scotland at this point, which is where I grew up. And every year, because my other friends were at uni in Edinburgh, they would have a New Year celebration called Hogmanay. So if any of you guys are from the UK, you might know about this. And every year we would go to celebrate New Year's and stay at my friend's house. And for those of, the, for those of you that don't know, Hogmanay is they shut down all of the roads in Edinburgh. They have fireworks, they have music. There's like hundreds and hundreds of thousands of revelers all around the streets, partying, drinking, men with their kilts and people lifting them up with their bare bums. Like it's, it's, it's wild. Um, so every year we would go and for some reason this year, so all of my friends were there for some reason this year, something just told me not to go. I just had this gut feeling. I wasn't sick. I wasn't ill. I just knew I wasn't meant to go. And my, my, my family was out. They were all celebrating, doing their parties. And I was a 19 year old girl at that point. Like I was out, you know, partying and stuff by that point. And I stayed home by myself and I remember speaking to my friend um before they were about to go out to the streets and to party and she was like I'm so obviously sad that you're not coming but I understand if you're not well and I remember just going into my room and looking out of that window again just the front of my my mom's house it was just all green um in front of in front of the window so I just remember just before midnight struck I just started crying. I just started crying out of nowhere and I had no idea why I was crying. I just felt so emotional and I actually turned my phone off. 
Now, in my head, logically, when I think back now, I think I turned my phone off thinking I actually didn't want anyone to call me and contact me and wish me Happy New Year. I just felt so sad. And I turned my phone off and went to bed, which again, as a 19-year-old Jillian, that was extremely unusual. Um, and the next morning, I there was a call a, downstairs in, in my house phone and... I heard my dad answer the phone. At this time, at this point, my phone was still off, I believe. My mobile phone was still off. And I remember coming to the top of the stairs, walking out of my room and listening over the railing to try and hear what was being said. I didn't know who was calling. I just knew something had happened and I just didn't know what it was. I just, I just knew. Um, I thought maybe it was my gran or, or, or my, one of my grandparents because, you know, they're older, but I had no idea that the news that I was going to be told was actually what was happening. And my dad walked upstairs and, and he, he took me by the, by the arms and he had told me that my friend had died. And of course I had no idea how to process any of that. And like me having spent 19 years of suppressing all of my emotions and feelings, I, I, I felt numb, you know, I felt so, so numb and I didn't know what to do. And I just know, I just knew that I was protected. I now know that my guides were protecting me from being there and seeing that because it was quite traumatic and horrific the way that it happened. And I know that that would have really impacted me in such a negative way that I just maybe wouldn't have got over that. So I know I was protected by my guides and again the crazy thing is around all the spiritual stuff is the fact that me and this particular friend we were best friends since we were five she was like my sister her parents were like my parents honestly and my birthday was just a couple of months before new year and because she had been away somewhere else at uni she'd only come back at Christmas and she'd given me a belated birthday present and she'd actually given me tarot cards and this spray to help me sleep. So again, it was just fortuitous and, and, and crazy that this is the present that she gave me. And me and her were always interested in everything esoteric. We had gone to psychics, like with our parents, with our moms. Um, we loved the X-Files. I actually had managed, I got to name her cat, like her family got a cat and they said that I could name it and I named it Mulder. From if any of you know the X-Files from back in the day, Mulder was one of the characters in it and I named her cat Mulder. So we were we were those girls that were just really interested in anything weird or afterlifey or psychics and all of that stuff. And the other crazy thing is that this particular friend of mine, um, <laughs> she had already planned her funeral. And I know that sounds so morbid, but we would all be in the car with like our friendship group and she would just say like out of nowhere, just blase, like it was nothing, you know, at her funeral, if she ever um, was to pass, then she would want this music or this song and this type of funeral and horses and a carriage. And, you know, none of us, none of us other friends or none of the other girls had ever spoken about that, but she did. So again, I don't believe that she like on a conscious level knew that she was going to pass but at some level she did 
the fact that she had already told her best friends of what she wanted at her funeral. So yeah, they're just all of these crazy, like unexplained things happened to me. And you know, I was only 19 by this point and all this stuff had happened to me. And I, I ended up writing the eulogy and then I spoke it at the funeral because it felt very necessary for me to express myself. And the fact that I wasn't there, I actually carried a lot of guilt around the fact that I wasn't there for her. And that's something that I've had to heal from. Um, and again, you know, after something tragic like this happens, I had to kind of try and go back to a bit of normality. And I was at uni still and I had a few years to go. And I was actually, whilst I was at uni, I was, you know, in the middle of conversations and I would, in the middle of talking to someone, I would completely forget what I was saying. I would, I felt so dumb, you know, someone that had prided themselves on being smart or intellectual or getting praise for that. I would be mid-sentence and just completely blank and forget what I was saying. And it happened so much that I ended up going to see a counselor whilst I was at uni. And whilst I was seeing this counselor, a bunch of other things happened. Again, this was right after she had passed. And I started to see things. Yep, I started to see things. And look, me and this friend growing up, as I said, we were into esoteric things. We were into spiritual things. We would love to scare each other. Like that was our thing. She would always, if we had a sleepover, she would be at the top of the stairs and she would run out and scream and scare me when I was coming up the stairs. We we just used to get such a thrill about scaring each other. It was just, it was our thing. Um, and I remember when we had sleepovers as kids and we had all of our other friends, we would plan to scare our other friends like we just got such a kick out of it so of course when she passed to the other side why would she not continue to do that oh and she did she scared the absolute shit out of me so I yeah I started to see her at night I saw her very very clear in my mirror and that obviously scared me a lot I um, I had a photo in a photo frame of me and her and a couple of our friends, I believe, in my mum's house. So when I came back from uni, my mum had said, oh, why have you turned the photo around? Like the photo is facing like the back. So you can't see the photo anymore. And I and I had never turned it. I'd never touched the photo. So something had turned this photo around. Um, I saw her in a balloon. Um, let me explain. We, uh, her friends all had a big dinner for her and we were at this restaurant that had helium balloons and me being the idiot that I am, I started, you know, making the helium balloon, sucking the helium balloon and making the voice. And then I ended up taking a, a balloon home with me and I just put it in my room and it was like floating on the ceiling at the bottom of my bed. And then I woke up about two o'clock in the morning to see this balloon floating towards me in the darkness with her face on it and I, I had to just kind of say out loud like I, I thank you for showing me that you're here I feel so grateful that you're you're showing yourself to me but you're really scaring me so you need to dial it down and I, again I it this I guess this just kind of came naturally to me because I was actually really shit scared and through all of that, as I mentioned, I was forgetting things mid-sentence, so I went to see a counselor. And this counselor was amazing. He, his wife had passed, and he actually gave me this book 
um, by Sylvia Brown, who was a huge psychic medium in the States, very like gregarious, big blonde hair. Um, she was on, like on the Montel Williams show and she had written a bunch of different books around psychic and psychic kids and signs from the afterlife. And I read this book and everything just started to make sense. Everything was like far out. Oh my God, this is, this, this, this makes so much sense from the things that I had picked up as a child in my grand's room, touching all of their stuff to the experiences that I've now had. It, it all just started to click into place. And he also told me that when we haven't built a resilience to dealing with any kind of trauma, then extra trauma impacts the short-term memory. Like it's really close. Uh, the parts of the brain are really close to each other. So I started my my journey around understanding how to heal the emotions and heal from certain traumas in my life and to regain my my short-term memory so I could actually feel like I was a normal human being again. And then we take, you know, fast forward that we, um, I finished uni and then I ended up doing some traveling. So I traveled around Australia and Asia and then I moved to London. And I guess my whole period in London, so I was there for about nine years, was very career focused. I was very ambitious. I was like an A-type personality. I ended up getting into recruitment and really excelling very quickly in that field and really carving out a, a name for me within a particular niche within advertising technology in the London and European markets. And although my career was taking off and I was doing very, very well, uh, my relationships were probably more challenging, let's say. Um, I was very much in that state of work hard, play hard. I honestly kind of shut off a lot of the experiences that I'd had, a lot of my intuition again. I'd moved back to not fully having been healed. I went from bad relationship to becoming a workaholic, to experiencing burnout. Like I was just very disconnected to myself and my body. I was partying, I was working. Um, but the the part of spirituality, I guess, that was still there for me was I loved a show called Most Haunted. It was like a TV show in the UK that it was... Um, about these presenters and ghost hunters going into these perceived haunted places and doing like a ghost hunt. And I was obsessed with this show. So I would watch this show nonstop. Um, but that, that was really it. Like I really shut down any kind of more other spiritual experience until I had a huge awakening. Uh, it was a, a huge crossroads in my life after a breakup in 2012, the end of 2012. And that breakup really led me to questioning who I was. It, my, my behaviors and the reflections through that relationship really contradicted like who I believed myself to be. So I started to try and figure, figure that out. And I was staying at my friend's house one night before we were going to work because we worked in the same place. And I was just talking to her about all of this stuff. Like, I thought I was this, but this has come out that I'm like this. And there's these traits in me that I never knew were there. And I don't really like these traits about me. And like, I don't understand why I was like this and how this came out. So it really was a such a, an awakening and a crossroads for me to fully understand who I was. And to realize like I was so disconnected to my true authentic self. Like I had created a mask because of a lot of 
experiences that I'd had. And during this conversation, during the night, I just had this voice in my head to say, look up numerology. So I, I must have heard of numerology somewhere, but I honestly knew nothing about it. So I started Googling, of course, consult the Oracle that is Google numerology and where I worked out like my core key numbers and everything that I was reading was all of the things about myself that contradicted, but were all still part of myself that I was just talking to my friend about. And it was like this just huge aha moment of like, whoa, whoa, this is huge. Well, this is big. Like, what is this? And then I just had this flash. I just saw this flash of colored light, like out of nowhere. It wasn't a car passing. It wasn't anything. It was just this flash of light. And it felt like it was inside my head. So of course, you know, I Googled that. And what came up was your guides and angels are really happy about what you're currently doing. And I'm like, look, if that's not a sign, I don't know what the hell a sign is. And interestingly enough, that year I started, I actually had a Reiki session. And I was in a bookstore that was doing this Reiki session. This was just before my breakup. And I had actually purchased a book on spirit guides that I hadn't yet read, but it was sitting in my room (laughs) waiting to be read. So the fact that this message around spirit guides came up was, it was just, again, it was just like such an aha moment for me. And I guess from that point, I, I really started to go, okay, there's something here. So I started to look up spiritual meetup groups and you know, looking at meditation and energy healing, just like any groups that I could find, any events that I could go to. And again, I didn't know why, but I was just called to just understand more about this whole spiritual thing. And it really, this point kind of was a real, again, awakening point to be like, oh my God, I had all of these experiences when I was younger and I've, it kind of reawakened them. It, it really, it really, really reawakened them and helped me kind of awaken myself. And just from going to these meetup groups, one, one meetup that I was supposed to go to, I actually didn't go to. And on these apps at the time, uh, you could message the other, the other members, the other people that were attending this event. And I didn't turn up to this event once. And this guy actually afterwards had messaged me on this app and said, look, it was really, it was a shame that you weren't there. I think it would be beneficial if you looked, if you um, checked out the psychic college. I'd never heard of a psychic school or a psychic college. I'm like, what is this Hogwarts shit? Um, and being in recruitment at that point, I um, I researched everyone. I was a headhunter, so I was a very good online stalker, <laughs> a professional online stalker. Can I just add? So I looked up this guy's name on LinkedIn, and his profile came up that he was actually connected to the industry that I worked in which was all around media and advertising technology so for me because I had found his profile on LinkedIn it kind of gave him a little bit of like kudos and credentials like this is a real person and he's got uh like he's like legit so I ended up contacting the psychic school I went onto the website and I joined their foundational psychic development uh program And then when I went to message him back or find his profile to thank him, it was gone. I could not find him anywhere. His profile was off LinkedIn. I couldn't find him on Google. Like, I kid you not, this this man was Houdini'd. And I now know that this was a spirit guide that had manifested itself in the physical form to point me in the right direction. Because maybe I wouldn't have got there otherwise. So... 
I guess, you know, at this point, it's like, again, it's just mouth dropping aha moments for me, like, what the hell is going on? So I enrolled and I did two years of psychic mediumship where I was learning to do readings and, you know, learning auras and all the things that you do within um, within a, a class. And on one event, one class, uh, when we were finished, I went to talk to our teacher and I just got like what I can only describe as this feeling of just this whoosh of fire. It was this whoosh of heat between us. And I just looked at her, she looked at me and I was like, uh did you feel that what what was that and she I know like there was part of me that already knew even though I hadn't delved into past lives at this point I already knew it was because I was a witch in a past life like I was already it was just it was an awareness that I just knew somehow and she had said you you were in a witch in a past life and you were burned at the stake and you this has just come up for you to because it needs to be healed and then through my school, I ended up meet, uh, meeting a past life regression therapist called Jay. It was amazing. And I ended up booking in some sessions with him, which were honestly so fundamental to my healing journey to understand that I, and we all are multidimensional souls that have had many lifetimes and the experiences that we have in all of these different lifetimes through our ancestry, through our past lives impact us so deeply and actually can cause the current issues that we have in this lifetime so through a series of different sessions that i had with him he we we really uncovered a lot about who i was why i was the way that i was understanding the dynamics and healing a lot of my relationships with my ex with my friend that i was having some issues with at the time a lot around the relationship with my dad and it was so eye-opening for me I can't even explain and then he actually invited me to go to a sacred circle to do ayahuasca which I did do too and again that was a really cool profound experience and all, all while this was going on I again because my career I was doing very well in my career I was you know honestly at the top of my game in this particular niche of recruitment in London and I had already set in motion because I had lived in Australia before I'd already set in motion to move to Australia to launch the business from scratch in Australia so the year prior I had booked a flight and basically said to my ex-boss at the time listen I've just booked a flight to Australia I'm gonna do loads of meetings and I'm gonna write a business plan and see if it's viable for me to launch and open open a business there and he was like okay cool off you go um, anyway this transpired I ended up moving to Australia at the end of 2014 and opening this business with my business partner who was my friend we both went over and you know just made this happen again none of us had ever run a business before <laughs> I was a very good recruiter but I'd never run a business before so that the the seven and a half years in Australia that I had my old business taught me a lot taught me a lot about relationships dynamics myself um, where I was still operating from a wounded and shadow place. It was, it was a, a huge school of learning. And any business that you own, you will go through some massive shifts. I cannot explain. 
But um, whilst whilst I was here and whilst obviously the business was growing and it was very successful and we built a team and all of that jazz, I was still very much on my spiritual development journey. So the moment I got here, I continued to develop my skills. So I ended up enrolling with at um, another kind of spiritual college here in Australia and learned I did my energy healing diploma. I did I trained in meditation. I trained in theta healing. I did my Reiki masters. I went down to Melbourne to um, train as a past life regression therapist. I mean, over those years, I went in to essentially train in every single modality that I had experienced that really helped me in a profound way. And all through this, like this is, I didn't know this, but this is my healing journey. You know, I had, I had gone into finding spirituality because I was the one that needed healing. I was healing my own self and then through just my natural innate abilities and putting the work in and investing in myself, I realized that I could also train in these things and be able to do them for someone else. Now, again, I I guess through those years and obviously having my other business, I always knew at some level I was meant to do something with my spiritual gifts. I was meant to do something with all the training that I had, but I still had my other business. And there came a point where I honestly was no longer fulfilled. There was no meaning left in the business that I had. We had built it. We had gone through lots of personal challenges within that business. And I, I, it just, it just, I knew it was no longer for me. And of course the universe orchestrated the perfect timing, the perfect move that made me leave and made me take a leap of faith, which was our friend COVID 2020. Um, and I took a leap of faith and jumped, left that business. And I had no idea what I was meant to do with my spiritual gifts, what I was meant to do with all of my training, how I was going to do it all, um, how I was going to provide for myself financially. And like, I kind of just took that leap and kind of figure figure it out and of course because of a lot of the spiritual practices I was already doing I managed to manifest a big sum of money because of the end of my other business to be able to support myself to be able to take that time to really figure out how to become a spiritual entrepreneur because this is a whole other journey guys yes I built a very successful business in recruitment but doing the my spiritual business has been a whole other level of shift and challenge and growth for me it really has um because it's so innately personal to me and i know obviously for some people that are building their spiritual business they you know may still be they'll be maybe doing that on the side while having their full-time job like that wasn't the path for me i was i was uh, my journey was to have built something in the corporate world in the material world that I had the ability and the finance and the time to be able to take that time to actually really take time for me and when I finished in my old business I I had to kind of relearn I had to be able to reset my nervous system I had to figure out how to rest because you know in my other business I was very much in my masculine Although I had trained in all these other modalities, I was still like a workaholic. I was burnt out. I was had health issues. Like there was all of these things because I was still fully, I was still not fully trusting myself and I was still disconnected to myself. 
So it was when I was able to take that time and, you know, fully leave that business and have the space to build my new business from a place of balance, which honestly took me quite a while to figure out because I just was not used to it. To be able to regulate my nervous system, I then invested myself in my creativity. I learned a bunch of other new skills. I got back into my art. I got back into my design. And I then went through another separation of a relationship, which was another spiritual awakening, (laughs) another crossroads, and another push for me to go so much deeper into understanding myself, understanding relationships, energy, my purpose, and to access higher states of consciousness. So like, I know that both of those relationships were so key and pivotal in my life. I've experienced actually, because I'm obviously a past life regression therapist, I have uh, experienced past lives with both of these, both of these people. And I know that we were here to activate each other to really step into, uh, well, for me anyway, to step into my purpose. So that's, I guess, what I did after I finished my um, my other business. Uh, but I, you know, like as I said, I had trained in all of these things and I had done sessions for people, but I knew I wasn't just meant to be an energy healer. I knew I wasn't just meant to be do psychic readings. Like I didn't know how to blend everything together to make it uniquely me and something that I was super passionate about. Like I was really trying to figure out my niche. Like what was it that I've really conquered and what do I feel passionate about helping people with? And that was a a journey that I, I, I went through to kind of really figure out. And I realized I still had a lot of blocks around sharing my gifts in public. You know, I was had had to build a business to be online on social media to be seen, and I had a lot of and all though I had these skills and I had done all this training and I had done private clients to build a business out of it. Like I still had a lot of blocks there. I still had a lot of blocks from old trauma, old fears, ancestral stuff, old past life stuff that were you know negative trauma, negative beliefs, negative emotions around not trusting myself, imposter syndrome. So I hired another spiritual mentor and, you know, we we went on a, a very deep journey to really shift and clear a lot of these blocks that I was still having around fully stepping into my purpose and fully trusting my intuition and fully trusting my gifts and being able to use them as a litmus test to to anchor myself into my purpose. And I guess from there, then I built my website. I figured out what my unique voice was, what my offers were, and how I really wanted to help others. So I then launched a YouTube channel. I started getting clients. And, you know, I'm launching my podcast, which is what I'm recording for right now. And this is kind of why my journey, I've really... And looking, it's an ever evolving journey, right? Like anyone that is called, anyone that has an inkling that they're here to do something bigger with their life, that they're here to help people or help animals or help humanity in any which way. Like there's no right or wrong. There's no linear. This is the way you've got to do it. This is the way that it happened for me. But for you, it might be some something completely different. And 
you know, myself as a person, my level of consciousness and my business is always evolving and always shifting and ever changing. And, you know, at the moment, I've got my individual sessions, I'm working with people one on one in long term mentorships, because that's where you get some huge shifts and changes. I have my membership, which has lots of cool, juicy, different topics and courses and, um, and classes in there. And I also have my psychic development program, which is so fundamental and so unique and niche to me because it's everything that I've gone through. It's understanding the three pillars that it took me years and different trainings to figure out, you know, to one, develop my psychic abilities, to two, shift and remove energy blocks, and to three, master my emotions. So that's why I've now created this super unique program that is a live program that I take everyone through and I'm there to support you and there for you, for you to develop your psychic gifts if you know you're here to be of service to the world or if you just want to understand yourself and your deeper spirituality on on such a profound level then you know this is this is an amazing program for you but I could never have done that without having to go through my own journey without having to go through everything that I've gone through to navigating the corporate world to building a very successful business in but being burnt out and stressed and overwhelmed to having all of these crazy psychic abilities and experiences at a young age to navigating and healing my own trauma I couldn't have created this without having gone through this journey and I know everything was ordained and I know I planned this at a soul level and you know this is really what I'm here to do for now anyway for sure and yeah I'm from that I'm just so passionate about being able to help other people being able to help other people find their true unique voice to find their purpose to navigate themselves and their relationships to heal anything that has been keeping them stuck from playing big and from being who they're truly meant to be in this world so that is a bit about me and my spiritual journey and how I got here. And I really hope that you enjoyed this. Um, it was, gosh, going through that and recalling all of that has just been a quite a cathartic experience for me, quite honestly. And if you want to find out more, if you want to work with me, then go check out my website. Everything is on the description below. And I will see you in the next one. And also, I just want to thank you so much for being here. So much for taking the time to listen to this episode, to listen to this podcast and to take in the experience and wisdom that I've shared with you from a really open heart. I honestly appreciate, appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. And yes, have a great day, guys. And thank you again. And I love you. And take care.